Welcome to Body Matters Podcast, where we bring to you raw and inspiring content on all things to do with body positivity and eating disorder recovery. On today's episode, we have brought in one of Body Matters psychologists, Amy Newsom. Um, Amy has a whole range of different interests and focuses that she has with different clients, but one of them that we were going to touch on today is specifically for clients with ARFID. We'll go into it later this episode on what ARFID really is, um, what symptoms, risks, and treatment that can be provided, but we thought it would be great to bring in Amy to answer any questions that some might have and to educate those who might not really know what ARFID truly is. Um, so, Without further ado, here's Amy, and we're very excited to have her on board. Hi, I'm Amy Newsom, and I'm one of the psychologists working at Body Matters. To begin our episodes, um, Amy, we do usually ask our guests if they've had a challenge this week that they have experienced and how they did overcome that. So um, did you have a challenge that you have had recently? Recently, I've been preparing to move house, and I've been feeling pretty overwhelmed and stressed with the whole process as I'm sure um, a lot of people know moving is one of those things which seems quite simple on paper but is actually really stressful in practice Um, so I find that when I sit down to do any task whether that be a work task or something at home I start thinking about a hundred other things and I really just can't focus I end up sort of doing everything at the same time and not really doing anything properly. And that's been happening a lot to me this week, actually. Um, so this weekend, I decided to put a little bit of time aside and I drove up the coast and spent some time in the sun, which finally came out today. And I did some paddle boarding in the National Park. So it was a really good sort of dose of nature and it was really nice to be outside and just trying to be a bit more more mindful and calm myself down a little bit. Um, And although it was time that I could have spent getting things sorted for the move, um, I'm really glad that I told myself that if I stopped for a break and recharged, I would be more productive when I when I got back to all the things that I need to organize so I'm feeling a lot more focused today so I feel that you know that was just a small thing that I needed to do to overcome that overwhelmed feeling and I think it was pretty effective that's great and I do know that taking a break from everything does make all the difference so thank you for sharing that challenge of yours So to begin, why don't you start off with what ARFID is? ARFID, which is A-R-F-I-D, stands for Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder. And it describes people experiencing restrictive eating, which means only eating a small range of foods. But it doesn't relate to people who might be struggling with any body image issues or a desire to lose weight. So they do experience the restrictive eating, but no body image issues, which is a really key difference from many other eating disorders. 
Um, the most common reasons that people do eat a restricted range of foods uh, can be firstly sensory sensitivities or aversions. Secondly, might be due to anxiety following a bad experience with food. So that could be something like choking or having an allergic reaction. And the third most common reason that people might experience restrictive eating in this sense is just a lack of interest in food or eating. And it's really important to note that people of all ages and genders can experience ARFID. So I think in the past it was more associated with children, but since um, this diagnosis has been revised and updated in the last few years, a lot of adults have really sort of identified with the symptoms and can receive treatment. So, um, yeah, people of all different ages, backgrounds, um, and I guess people who've had different experiences can 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 have ARFID. What are some symptoms that one would have if they are experiencing ARFID? And what is it to um, keep an eye out for if some kids or adults do have you it? You might be experiencing ARFID if you have very specific and limited foods which you're comfortable eating. So you might find it hard eating at restaurants or eating foods which other people have cooked. If this limited variety of foods impacts other areas of your life, that's a, another red flag to look out for. So, you know, things like going eating at school or work or socialising with friends, concentration, energy, um, when those things start to be affected by the limited variety of foods that you eat, that can be a, a big indicator that ARFID might be sort of a problem that you need to address. Um, and the best way to do that would be to seek an assessment with a professional that specialises in the treatment of eating disorders, including ARFID. Now, I know that I don't really particularly know if there are many risks that do come with ARFID. I was wondering if there were some specific risks that did come um, with ARFID and if it is something to look out for. The impact ARFID has on the rest of people's lives is one of the biggest risks. So if you're experiencing ARFID, you might not be able to fully participate in social events so it may really isolate you from any events which include food which a lot of our social occasions do um, you know for example if you only eat you know a very small amount of foods it's going to make it really hard for you to eat out at restaurants and and things like that so the impact that it has on the rest of your life is really key um, and it can also mean that uh, you are worrying about food more so than you usually would, which can then obviously lead to a lot of anxiety, which is another risk. Um, the other the other big um, impact that ARFID has is obviously on physical health too. So uh, if you're not getting enough nutrients that your body needs to function optimally, 
Um, that might mean you're not eating adequately from all the food groups. Uh, you might notice that, you know, you don't have enough physical energy to play sport or to, you know, go for a walk with a friend. Or if we're speaking about younger children, we might notice, you know, their concentration at school really is affected and certainly people's moods are very much affected um, if they're not eating adequately. So there are a lot of physical health um deficits which people can experience if they do have a limited um, variety of foods or if they're experiencing ARFID as well as um, the other areas of their life being affected. Yeah so I know that you do um, treat a lot of clients that do have ARFID particularly those who are children as well but given that it can range from um, children all throughout adulthood I was wondering what treatment there was for ARFID and if there is treatment and if they can overcome um, these challenges. So there's lots of great um, treatment approaches for ARFID. The, the main approach is a cognitive behavioural approach, uh, which means that therapy involves identifying thoughts which contribute to the avoidance of food and slowly unpacking these thoughts one by one. So that does take a little bit of time and obviously depends on um, the age of the person experiencing ARFID as well. Um, but once we can draw out these thoughts, there's lots of things that we can do with them to lessen the impact they have on us. So that's the cognitive part. The behavioural part of treatment involves a really structured approach to challenging foods one by one. So this means sort of um, reintroducing or maybe even ex eating foods for the very first time for many people. Um, you know, each food one by one, so sort of setting really specific targets around that so it's not overwhelming. And the priority is often given to foods which serve more of a functional um, purpose. So, you know, for example, if... Um, you really are missing out because you don't eat a certain food group we might target foods in that area first of all or the other thing we can do is start with foods that people are already comfortable with and just make really slight changes and challenge those one by one so there is a, a really good evidence base for a CBT approach to ARFID um, the other treatment style which can be really effective, particularly in little kids, is um, a SOS approach to feeding. And um, this really, SOS stands for a um, sequential oral sensory approach to eating. And what that really looks like is actually a lot more fun than it sounds. It's really about um, doing food adventures every single therapy session so what that means is um, the family will bring in some food to therapy and we'll do a food challenge all together so that means we'll just practice things like describing the new food or smelling it or exploring different textures and working our way up 
a little step ladder um, so that eating is really the end goal but there's many many steps before people um, can get to eating the food that they might need to achieve first so that might be just being able to tolerate the food in the same room or um, have the smell near them might even be things like practicing different skills to do with eating such as chewing or swallowing um, which many people you know particularly younger kids who've experienced ARFID they can also lack some of these sort of um, oral motor skills as well which are associated with eating and not only that cutlery skills you know particularly if they only eat things which are bite-sized or handheld foods they might struggle with the sitting at the table and and eating with a knife and fork so that might be something we might practice it's really very individualized and very much depends on the person's uh, or what the person's struggling with I guess the really important thing to remember with ARFID is whether you seek treatment when you're three years old or whether you seek treatment when you're 83 years old, there's definitely a lot of different things that we can do as psychologists to help you eat a wider variety of foods. And that will certainly help your physical health and very much improve other areas of your life, which I've mentioned. So I think it's really important to understand that even if you've experienced this for many, many years, there's um, really good help out there and really good strategies which which I've seen work lots of times. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for joining us for um, this episode. I do know that um, I've definitely learned a lot about ARFID and what it does involve and treatment that comes with it as well. Um, and I know that a lot of people who may not know what ARFID is might be able to appreciate the information that you've provided which might give them some insight on someone they may know or someone um, like themselves that may have offered themselves so we do thank you for coming on board stay tuned for our next episode in two weeks time as always please feel free to leave a review down below and if you have any questions you would like addressed in our next episode please feel free to email podcast at bodymatters.com.au